Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back. It's the Donna and Steve Show. 1103. How about that? And time just keeps going on by. Just one minute at a time. That's the voice of Elizabeth Reese, who's sitting in for Donna Valentine today. Hello. Don McLean is here. Hello. Uh, if you miss us at the uh, very top of the show at 9 o'clock, uh, we let you know that Lori Laughlin had finally, she and her husband, Massimo Gionelli. I think it's Gianulli, but I don't know. Just go Massimo. They pleaded guilty. And uh, the short of the long is that it's looking like if this is accepted, if their plea, uh, if their plea is accepted, they would... She'd get two months in prison and a hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. He would get five months in prison and a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. But much of those prison sentences, quote unquote, or jail sentences, would be um, like house arrest because of coronavirus. That's what they're thinking could happen. So more will be uh, coming up with that story as the day goes on, and more reaction, I'm sure, will be coming in. But that's the latest in that college bribery scandal. Finally, some level of resolution. I don't know that it will appease the public. Um, but nonetheless, it seems to have resolved in that way. Isn't that a crazy plea deal that they didn't think Jeez. was going to happen? They were just maintaining oh. innocence, innocence, innocence. And then they seem to get what seems like kind of a cakewalk of a deal. Yeah. How much time did it take to convince them? I don't know. There's I mean, 16 they, they're months like, guys, you've got to take on. this. You've got to take this. I think when it became clear that they weren't going to have to spend time in prison. Because that's what I think that was the holdout for Lori, that she was just not going to do prison. So, you know, Felicity Huffman did 11 days in prison for her hard time. Hard time. And then she came out and she's been doing just fine ever since. So when it got to this point, I, I honestly think the coronavirus probably helped because it was like now, I mean, the, the idea of them just put locking these two away. Yeah. When they're trying to keep people out. I mean, they're they're releasing people early, particularly like nonviolent offenders, people whose release dates were coming up. They're releasing them early to try to get the prison population down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh And California's got a whole I mean, look at our problems and then times them by ten and then you've got California. Yeah. Well, well the timing is everything. There, Steve, you know, you lived there. I live there. The five on the one hundred and one on the, the one hundred and one, the four hundred and five, the four hundred and five, the two hundred and ten. It's one of the only places where you reference a highway by saying the. I know first. it's very strange. <laughs> yeah. So I still say that. I'm like, I'll get on the two twelve, but that sounds stupid here. Here, you wouldn't say that. I would go. Well, where are you? I'm on the two twelve. Or like I'm the, about... the thirty five W. You know, I think 94. I say the two twelve sometimes because it's close to the two ten, which was the main highway that I would uh, that I was on when I lived in California. The two ten, yeah, but I wouldn't say the thirty five W. What am I, an idiot? I, I even think it's funny when people say I ninety four, which they uh, the do I? say. Yeah, the I. I don't know. Do you have to designate it as an interstate? Yes, it goes into Wisconsin. You can zip right over there. You'll hit a fleet farm right when you arrive. <laughs> In, interstate versus intrastate. Right. Little difference, big difference. You know it what I mean? That's true. That's true. I'm glad we settled that today.
Uh, Don McLean has a a blood capsule in her mouth at all times. She never <laughs> knows when a cosplay session of vampires might break oh. out, and she's ready to rock. Oh my gosh, that is right. I'm excited. You're our resident vamp lady. You know, like you you know about this stuff more than we do. And we were just talking about um, some vampire stuff. I think it was last week about a novel series. Anne Rice's be... novels are go- coming to AMC. AMC. Which oh, is really? So smart for them because Walking Dead. Hopefully we'll die at some point. I mean, <laughs> I'm still watching it because I'm hate watching it because I put so much time into so it. So invested. It's so good of them to acquire that property because think about it, it's the same audience that would love zombies, likes vampires, and it's Anne Rice. Yes, good idea. So so now it's it almost feels like we're getting a second wind of vampire, like vampire palooza because this happened around <laughs> Twilight. And then it kind of went away, and now it's coming back because there's this new movie with Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa, and it's a vampire movie. It's called uh, Good, Bad, and Undead. Uh, Peter Dinklage is going to play Van Helsing, Ooh. and he's the last in a long line of vampire hunters. He develops an uneasy partnership with a vampire, Jason Momoa. <laughs> Always an uneasy partnership. When there's been an easy <laughs> partnership with a vampire. Hey, yeah, rarely. This is my friend. He's a vampire. Things are great. Things are great. Very easy. <laughs> no drama. This is my new lover. He's a vampire. Things are always just smooth. Sailing. You're going to love him, Dad. It. Yeah, he's a well, great guy. The reason why it's uneasy is because he's taken a vow to never kill again. The vampire. Oh. And then they run yeah. a scam from town to town where Van Helsing pretends to get rid of the vampires for money. But it's just a big ruse. Hypothetically, let's say let's say a guy I know named Bleave. Bleave has heard of Van Helsing before, but doesn't exactly know who Van Helsing is. Is he a famous vampire? Yeah, Van Helsing. This is... Uh... The there was a world. movie, Van yeah, Helsing, right? Yeah, absolutely. This, so it's the most famous. It's Bram Stoker's World wow. of Vampires. Oh, the but OG. not Dracula. Uh, it's the OG, yeah. Yep. Okay, because the only two names I know are Dracula and Van Helsing. Yep. Same world. Okay. Okay, okay that's helpful. So this is going to be like an action-adventure thing. And it's it's not... It's kind of... It's from a director who... Um, is famous for Sundance films, so it's not a large-budget film. Sure. But we're bringing two Game of Thrones actors together who actually never spent any time on camera oh, together. They, you're right. They didn't. Two different, yeah. So so I'm excited. I love loved Game of Thrones, and I think this is going to pull that audience in. I always find it fascinating when you watch a movie or a TV show where you, we as viewers think, oh, they were on that movie together or they were, they were on that TV show or in that movie together. And so obviously they're, they're buddies. They know each other. And so often you're shooting scenes in isolation or you only interact with other cast members. And I just think more often than not, the camaraderie that we think is there ain't there. No, it's not. Yeah. They just are like passing ships in the night. Exactly. Wow. All right. Well, looking forward to more vampires. Oh, yeah, for sure. I am. Are you a vampire fan, Elizabeth? No, not at all. But I just think it's nice to have them out there. <laughs> well, Twilight, be Twilight really ruined me on vampires. Oh, I yeah, mean, I what a horrendous those. display. The Twilight. movies were real. I never it's read the books, and I'm sure the that the books were no, no, enjoyable. No, not at all. The you didn't like them? Too. It's so bad. Did you read the books? Yes, I did. So bad. Now, why did you, so you continue to read them, were you hate reading them? Yeah, I think that's what was happening. And it was at the time when things were, 
it was just so big. Yeah. And so yeah. I felt like I needed to know what was going on. It was like why I read the first Fifty Shades of Grey, hmm. because it was my talk's fault because I was on the air and I was like, I got to know what's going on. And so I can talk about this. And that is also time in my life that on my deathbed, I'll look back and go, why, why, why did I do those things? And then eat that bad meal at senior frogs one time. Mm. Oh my god! All those things I'll look back at. And Dawn, did you like regrets. Twilight? The books, not the movies. I the didn't books. read the books. Um, oh, and you I, just saw I the had to go to the movies because I worked for a top forty radio station, and we gave, we would buy out theaters and give right. away tickets, and then we would, you know, go to the releases with the listeners and introduce and give away vampire oh, yeah. prizes. There was just too much angsty staring at each other. You know? A lot was, of that. It, it was kind of silly to me. I, I just the sparkly vampires. That mm, no, I, I like more vicious vampires yeah yeah the movies were a struggle i never read any of the books but i came in on the movies and thought oh boy these don't look like big budget situations here <laughs> my this kids rings like of that, student sh- film. that little show vampirina vampirina oh. of course it's very cute <laughs> right yeah i'm thinking of that vampirina <laughs> and then there's super monsters yeah, Dawn, they've been watching Super Monsters. If only you had a small child right now, because there are a couple things to tap into, like oh, this sure. vampire, you know, the the underbelly Super Monsters. That's a fun show. <laughs> okay. Well, I loved that movie, Hotel Transylvania. Have they oh. seen that? That one yes. is cute. We haven't watched that, but it keeps popping up as one to watch. Yeah. It's the next one. We got to see it. Um, you know what? Instead of doing a study after the break, we're going to go into the world of TikTok again, mm. oh, which we have a variety of thoughts about. I, I, Do, calm down, Don. We need an Dawn. intervention for him. Well, no, no, no. I know. Wait, this this one isn't my fault, Don. <laughs> Elizabeth has some explaining to do. What she saw dads doing on TikTok, which I think opened up some other questions regarding dads and how we do things. We'll get into that <laughs> coming up next on Don and Steve. <laughs> Be sure to check out the MyTalk resource page. It's presented by AARP. MyTalk keeps you informed and entertained. We've got a list of fun stuff and a list of serious stuff, dependent on the mood, so you can find you know new ideas for things to stream, live music, who's going to be zooming that out next, ways to keep the kids busy, and also a list of links and resources to help guide you through this crisis. You can check it all out, mytalk1071.com. Your keyword is resource, so whatever mood you're in, We've got stuff for you. It's the Donna and Steve show. Elizabeth Reese is sitting in for Donna Valentine today. Elizabeth, good day. Hello. You and I will be on a television show later this afternoon called Twin Cities Live. Yeah, but uh, I say o'clock. this, a lot of togetherness today. <laughs> a lot of togetherness time. But less because this, this is good that we're doing it remote. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that we should be doing four and a half hours of media in, in the same room. person. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, That's not good for any relationship. I didn't feel good about that pre-COVID. You know, I mean, I we should really, this distance <laughs> that we have right now is good. It's like a phone call. Yeah. And then we'll nice. see each other later. It's nice. But, You're in the closet and I'm in a wood paneled bunker. And then when they bring us out to the television studio, we have a long table and then we each sit on one opposite side of the table and we don't make eye contact while we're on the show because we have to look just at the camera as they have a split screen as though you're in, you know, Chicago and I'm in Houston. It's so strange. And then I'm going to do my um, my usual tease in the midday newscast that I do that I talk about what's coming up on Twin Cities Live today. Um, And I just will go downstairs to the kitchen to the studio there that I have set up. It's That's, so bizarre. We're living in bizarro world. It's weird. It's I weird. I would have never thought that someone would say, hey, Elizabeth, yeah, you should call in for the midday newscast at home. What? Like for months. Let's yes. just do it. 
Not like, hey, one day something went terribly wrong, a tower fell over, a wire split in two, and you have to do it this way. Let's just have you do it like this for the foreseeable future. For so long. All right. Alas, Let's talk here we about, are. We're here. We're happy that you're here. Thank you for joining us wherever you happen to be listening. We're going to talk about TikTok again. Now, I have an interest in TikTok, but my interest is outweighed by my ignorance about mm, TikTok and yeah. how to do things. People do really fun, silly videos. And then there's just some obnoxious stuff on there, too. But, you know, you get to curate it and see what you want to see. I've posted two videos. Two. Okay. And now Dawn thinks I'm addicted to TikTok. <laughs> you bring up TikTok videos quite a bit, and I told you that it could be spyware. So, I know, I know, I know, Dad. The CEO of Reddit says that it's spyware, and he would never put it on his phone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on with your TikTok. Boy, be careful so with Reddit, too. That's a deep, dark place. <laughs> oh, I just look at fun stuff. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Anytime I see anything on Reddit and involves something terrible, I can't. Oh, okay. It's like okay, the so Nextdoor app. Bad ideas oh, for me. Right. Now, TikTok, on the other hand, it celebrates the silly, the fun, the goofy. <laughs> so uh, they've put dads in the spotlight. Why? Well, there's a trend on TikTok right now that people are showing how dads do something in particular. It is really funny. And it's a funny transition to see as your partner becomes a dad. And then you go, oh, my gosh, that was such a dad thing to do, which I'm sure (laughs) happens the opposite. Right. I'm sure it's like, oh, my gosh, what a mom move. But there's little things that dads do. Like, especially little things that dads get irritated about that you go, boy, you're now getting irritated about that. And that's exactly what my dad would get irritated by. Um, So TikTok is sharing this trend about how dads eat a handful of mixed nuts or even like not mixed nuts. Maybe it's just a palm full of cashews. And I have totally noticed that my husband does this. There's like a shake to the nuts. It's always like put the nuts in your hand and then shake, 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 and then eat them. So TikTok is putting dads on blast for doing this, and they kind of shake them in their hand like it's going to be a dice roll at a casino. (laughs) Then you shake them a couple times, then you pop a couple nuts in the mouth, and then you shake, 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 pop a couple more, (laughs) shake, 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 pop a couple more. And there there are total dad ways to do things like... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The way that dads eat popcorn, hmm? which is just sh- so shoving so much by the handful into their <laughs> mouths. Oh, please. And like leaning Don't back and just shoveling it in. That's a total dad... Thing to do. How about this as a dad thing? Have you ever seen? Uh, has Jay ever put the remote on his shoulder? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a weird. Or on thing. his chest? Yeah, either yeah, he place. Puts it, like lays it down so it's just sitting right there, ready to go. Especially if he's like about to fall asleep. Yes. Then it's sitting right there. If it's resting on my shoulder, I know where it is. I know where it. Is. But then it's odd when you look at it and you're like, what yeah, the hell? Why yeah. Is this up here. Dad's also like. 
dads always tuck in their shirts into like their sweatpants and stuff. That's okay. a dad thing to do. That's aggressive dad. That's not young hip dad. No, no young dudes are doing that. That's yeah. No, they do. Jails. I'll be like, what's happening here? There's like a tuck in situation going on. It's the dad. Is thing. this an accidental tuck? No, I think he's just tucking things in. So he's no just one's tucking stuff into their sweatpants. Looks presentable. Oh my gosh, one hundred percent. What kind of shirt can you even tuck into a to sweatpants? Dads also like t-shirts. Dads also wear um, wear things until they're just completely worn through. Like I just said to Jay the other day, I was like, "Do you need a new pair of sweatpants?" There's like multiple holes in them, and he's pretty together with how he dresses, but yeah. not with the sweatpants. My mom would go into my dad's closet and and sneak things. And throw them away. Like, this is holes. There are holes in this. This is not appropriate for you to be wearing anywhere. I I used to be much more kind of run the rubber off. Wait, wait, this is... Oh, my gosh. What is happening with you? I was going to say, like, run the rubber off Mm. the tires, like, fully get down until it's bare, but with with underwear. Like, I could have a full... Yeah. Open carriage underneath. It didn't matter. <laughs> oh, no. I was just like, whatever. The waistband is still there. I mean, at some point they had just morphed into by attrition a jockstrap. That is so true. I have seen my husband in underwear, and I've been like, you know, like I can see everything that's happening right now, right? Keep the flame alive. Yeah. Those yeah, are dad things. It can to get do. pretty downtrodden. I love. I love peanuts. I do love nuts. And I'm trying to, I, I, I would need to see myself in, in a surveilled situation. On surveillance video, do I shake the nuts? I would not put that past me. Oh, I bet you You know, do. by the way, an update. Uh, the other night, it had been a long time, but I opened up a brand new bag of Texas Toast croutons and Ooh. went through the whole thing. Did you? The Ooh. whole thing. You're just eating croutons as a snack? Yes. Yeah, the fact that... <laughs> he loves bags of croutons as a snack. Yes, Don. Don, the fact that marketers, evil marketers, have tried to put croutons in some kind of a tight, restrictive lane that they must be enjoyed with salad, <laughs> reach your hand in. They are fabulous. And Texas Toast legitimately cannot be beat. Okay. Just so good. <laughs> Our Facebook question today reads, what's the best piece of parenting advice you've ever been given? We'll dive into that. Maybe we'll all come out a little bit wiser. That's coming up next on My Talk. Welcome back. It is the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. If you're listening in your car, if you're listening on your computer or on the app, wherever you happen to be. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, download the MyTalk app, especially now as everything's kind of weird and some days you'll be working at home, some days you'll be working at work. Uh, Download the app, listen whenever, wherever. Elizabeth Reese is sitting in for Donna Valentine today. Hello, Libby. Well, good morning. Uh, Don McLean is here as well. Hi, Don. Hi. And with that, Don pointed out, and this is interesting, uh, that we have three parents on board right here three parents all on the same radio show i know so many children four six seven among us seven point five really oh my gosh yeah wow we yeah. have a we have a shared experience in that way i've not so, ever done a show with two people that are parents before <laughs> really? i really yeah it's it's a different so thing for me here we are 
Are we coming across tired? Yeah. Are we exhausted? <laughs> Do we feel sh- short-fused? I did uh, it just one time. I learned my lesson. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> oh, my, my gosh. When you start getting up there in children, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell third. you this right now. I'm I will tell you a lot. this. Yeah. We're talk- Our Facebook question today is, what's the best parenting advice you've ever heard? And there's some really good stuff that we'll uh, get to. I will say this, though. Let me declare this as a public lie for anyone out there who has been told, oh, well, like, when you have a third... It's actually easier, and it's not. It's it's not. It's never. Math doesn't work that way. That's not how numbers work. I get it. You have now a child who is older who can be helpful. But guess what? I am still uh, required to parent my nine-year-old, and the nine-year-old doesn't have perfect behavior all day. And there are still things and questions that the more. It's not easier to have two dogs than one dog. People say that, and I don't think they're right. They're wrong. I I had two dogs, and it was. And then everything that one dog w- that would do that would annoy you, that because every dog does annoying things, guys. That's just the way dogs are. Yeah. And when your one dog would do their annoying thing, then that would get your other dog doing their annoying thing. And it was a lot. My sister um, recently said to me, she is pregnant with her fourth child. And wow. they said that going to three was brutal. Oh, no. And then she told that her me encouragement for you? that again just recently <laughs> as I am pregnant with my third child. Um, and then her husband just nodded and said, yeah. Uh. And oh, no. I felt like, wow, you guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the word. I will say going from zero to one, I think is the biggest transition. Oh, such a shock. Such a shock. I know. So I, I understand. And maybe that's where people are coming from when they say like subsequent children. It doesn't rattle the cage as much but who was it jim gaffigan yeah who who has five children yeah and said do you want to know what having a, a fifth baby is like imagine it. you're drowning mm-hmm. and then someone hands you a baby <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, you're like treading your legs are moving just trying to keep your face above the water i know um so anyway we asked the question today what's the best piece of parenting advice that you've ever received let me rattle off a few here these are good here's one from lynn she got this from her pediatrician and he said, your son will eat when he's hungry, sleep when he's tired, walk when he's ready. Everyone grows on his or her own schedule. That's a nice weight lifted as you, we as parents try to really schedule out things and make sure we're checking boxes and hitting naps at the right time and all of that. But sometimes hearing from the pediatrician of just like, don't worry, they're going to eat. They're not going to starve on you tonight. It's all good. There will be. I heard one person say one day there will be high calorie days and there will be low calorie days, that just helps. like when you're an adult. Yeah. And you know, go with that flow. And just try to get them to like smoothies, and then you, a lot of your stress will be alleviated. Then you can sneak stuff in. Then yeah, you can just good. go. Okay, if you had a good smoothie, then I don't really care what happened the rest of the day. <laughs> right. What's that? You snorted a pixie stick? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had spinach at 8 a.m. Uh, Colleen Lindstrom chimed in. She says you don't always have to be friends with your kids friends parents oh that's good she said this was the most freeing advice i felt liberated from the now common behavior of being way too involved in my kids social lives yeah that is my parents weren't friends with my friends parents until i was older and then they started like going on trips on with them and hanging out with them trips yeah but my parents didn't have any friends when i was young like they were friendless my dad sure. was a pastor. You know, you don't have friends when you're a pastor, especially right. not in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, oh. people were just asking you for... People uh, just... you. There was a separation there. That's oh. the truth. Yeah. yeah. And then my parents both grew up in pastor's families. 
so that that was kind of what they were raised in is that sep- that social separation which i think is changing now that pastors are cooler they are cool. Oh, you guys. Cool. God bless all the pastors that came before us. I mean, these, we're talking about your dad. Huh? Yeah, but. well, I know, but they weren't that cool back in the day. I mean, it was like fire and brimstone. You want to hear like some of my great-grandfather's sermons? Like it wasn't super uplifting. <laughs> Do you not think that your dad would have excelled right now as like a Zoom pastor of delivering a message from home? No. Well, I think he's pretty good with technology, but he wasn't really cut out to be a pastor to begin with. And he would tell you this. Okay. He ended up as a college president and he is very, was very good at that, but he's yeah. not like a, he's not like a handholding softy kind of guy. He's more yeah. like a, let's get this ship going straight and let's yep. steer it the right direction. <laughs> That's my best Tom Reese, the Reverend the, Doctor. Impression. The Reverend Doctor, of course. Uh, here's what Jennifer said. What's the best parenting advice you've ever received? This is interesting. I'll read this whole thing. She says, say yes as much as possible. Save the no's for the big stuff. But she says this, be smart about the yes. So, for instance, yes, you can watch TV after you do your homework and go outside for half an hour. Or, yes, you can take my car to go see your friends, but you have to put gas in it and vacuum it out on the weekend. I think to her point, the other way of saying that, uh, can I watch TV? No, you can't watch TV right now. you got to go outside. Then, by the end of a day, by the end of a week, by the end of a summer, you can really feel like you have dealt out a plethora of no's and after a while you start to get the no energy and you're like oh gosh why does this not feel great where she's essentially saying no with a yes that's a good way to go but do this first but everything in life i mean that's such a great life lesson too because everything in life that you get to do that's fun and joyful there's a cost to it right Mm -hmm. i mean you have to like have certain things in order Jenny Hanlon, who's a parenting expert, she's so smart. She lives in Stillwater. She does all these great parenting things. She always, she talks about life's order. So like setting up the order of how we do things. So the order of how we do things in the morning, the order of how we do things in the evening. So that there's always, there's time built in and expectation for like the fun things, but it's, you, you do that after the order of life is completed, right? Like you get to play with your toys or watch a movie before school oh, once all yeah. of once you've brushed your teeth and your clothes are on and you've eaten breakfast then yeah that's what you do so it's just like hey well this is just the order of life like then you can't you go to... anywhere unless you put gas in the car it's the right. order of life but then you have to uphold yourself to the same standards because you're an example i know that's what if the you worst just part sit down with your game controller before you yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. I don't know in your underwear. Who knows? <laughs> I want to jump in this tournament real quick. Hang on, guys. Hold on. My I know eventually. I haven't done anything yet today, but uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Sammy Joe, this is good. She says, don't be quiet when they nap. Raise them around, around loud sounds so you don't have to tiptoe around when they sleep. That's, oh. here's, I've heard this a lot, I like and I that. think that that is largely... Good advice. My mother has said this, you know, don't make it like it has to be this quiet spot. And the blackout shades. Be very and the blackout shades. blackout shades. And the sound machines. That's another thing that they can become reliant on to oh, sleep. I rely on a sound machine. I love sound machines. Well, here's the problem, though. And, and I again, I think it's well-meaning. But in those early days, when your baby has not slept and you finally get to lay him or her down and they actually are sleeping and you sense that you're going to get a half hour to an hour, maybe a little more of reprieve. If that means that you have a sound machine on or you have taken a vow of silence and will destroy anyone who makes a sound, so be it. That is a survival tactic. So that one is well-intended, good on paper, but in practice, it can be tested early on when you're in a desperate 
sleep-deprived state. Yeah, get a dog and then it doesn't matter because then your dog is walking around and then you that can't helps. help it. And we had a tiny house and a dog, two dogs with our kids. It was like, you have to sleep through this. This is all we have to give to you. Oh, right. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> uh, Darcy says, the dirtier they get, the more fun they've had. That's Every time true. That's they got like muddy, your dirty, full of grass stains and whatever else they could get into. This reminded me that they're kids. It's what they do. Yeah. And it's how they learn. Uh, yeah, my little Lila Lou, who is four, she appears as an apparition at our dinner table every night. She is <laughs> she is gray. She's covered in dust. Now, that girl, she she lives just a really fun kid life. I mean, she's like a pro BMXer on her bike. She's just wheeling up and down the street. But the problem is, we don't have grass right now. Yeah. So we moved into this house, and it was new construction. And so we moved in in December. In the front, we have just dirt. And in the back, we have dirt and so when no we get yard grass is hard that's tough it is hard and when you have to wait for a sustained period of dry weather before you can get final grade topsoil which mm-hmm. is what they need to have in before you can sod every time that it rains you find yourself trying to resist cursing because you live cursing. in a mud pit it's like but, hey welcome to my mud pit well, and not only that, yes, I live in a mud pit, but then also, you know, like last weekend during the, the, the rain that didn't end from Saturday midday to Sunday midday. Yeah. Well, he is still we just stuck thought, on that a little bit. He's, he's, he's been complaining about it that rain two set, Sundays ago. Like It set us back, Don. It set back our timeline. We were like, well, we got to start the clock over again because now the ground oh, is saturated. Yeah. And so crisis. neighbors oh. are getting their grass today. We don't even have dirt to put the grass on so my point is she's extra dusty and dirty and muddy right now because again we live in a mud pit (laughs) so that's a a little bit of a problem but i it does that that is good advice though when kids want to get dirty and messy in fact even up up at lila's preschool they said just a reminder send them in clothes that you don't care about too much because we're going to learn by touching things and getting a little messy and all of that oh for sure that's good who cares I think the thing that I heard that really stuck with me was kids want to be disciplined. They just don't know that they want to be disciplined. Yeah, they want boundaries. They want boundaries and structure. Mm -hmm. And so you can't feel bad about disciplining in an appropriate way, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. you got to hold your own. I think it's important for kids to know that they can push their parents over the edge. That they yeah. could push you so far that you would never come back. Yeah. And then that little bit of uncertainty, I think, is important. Yeah. Like, they could push you till you crack. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the, the t- that's probably the <laughs> toughest thing about loving kids is sometimes the most effective way to love your child is to discipline them, is to say no, is to put up some boundary, not give them what they want. You're setting so, them up for success. Sometimes you got to be a bummer. Tough I luck. Know. Part yeah. of parenting. Yeah, it's uh, true. Elizabeth, you now have to go to your television studio. Yeah, I'm going to zip. I'm going to go to the television studio, which is downstairs. I've got the lights on. I'm all dialed in. Um, So I'm going to zip down for the midday tease, but I'll see you for Twin Cities Live later, and I'll be back for the Dirt Alert on My Talk 1071 at 1220. Guys, this has been so fun. It's a busy day for you. I know. I'm going to do it again with you next um, Tuesday. (laughs) It's going to be great. Liz, thanks for jumping on. We appreciate it. Uh, After the break, Dawn and I will wrap things up. Uh, We have a couple more autocorrect things, uh, emails that have come in after my (laughs) epic autocorrect fail that I sent to Elizabeth earlier today. We will recap that when we come back on the Dawn and Steve show on my talk. Welcome back. It's the Dawn and Steve show, putting the finishing touches on our broadcast before Colleen and Bradley come in at 12 o'clock. 
Uh, they will be followed by the Lori and Julia show from 3 to 6. Happy to have Don McLean at my side as Donna is on vacation today. Elizabeth Reese had to step away. She was filling in, but had to step away uh, to go up here on the midday newscast on Channel 5, which means she went from her, as she would describe it, wood-paneled uh, studio up in, her, uh, up in the upstairs in the guest room all the way down to the kitchen where she has her mock TV studio. Oh, uh, but- it's so great to hear in the morning when she is dialing <laughs> in. Sometimes I can hear her kids. Oh, she's yeah. like, no, you... You have to go back downstairs now. And they're, it kind of just sounds like just little toddler chatter. And it's just oh, so yes. cute. We had it when, uh, <laughs> for a while on Twin Cities Live, ever since the COVID-19 crisis bubbled up in mid-March, we started doing morning conference calls at 8.30 a.m. And yeah. then an afternoon conference call at 4.40. So she would go from the dirt alert with you guys. And then at 8.30, she'd jump on. And it wouldn't be abnormal for little Franklin, her son, to just, she's like, okay, all right, hang okay, on, guys. Frankie. Okay, Frank, Franklin wants to say something to the group, you know, and he <laughs> offers his two cents. Oh, um, gosh. Now, I had sent Elizabeth a text earlier today that had a typo in it that I totally missed. And what I was trying to tell her was that I don't have a, I don't have a clock here that I can see, um, which counts down one second at a time so that we know exactly when a break is coming. So... I had missed a, missed a break a little bit, and I wanted to send her a text just to let her know. Like why you, yes, stepped like, over hey, a commercial a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was yeah. my bad. Here's why. And, you know, <laughs> moving forward, I'm going to do it differently. So I just sent her this text message. By the way, I have no clock here, but I forgot the L. Or it autocorrected. <laughs> Something happened. So now read the word clock without that ever important L. By the way, I have no clock here. I went on to say only the rap bed, which means the wrap wrap up bed of music that plays at the end of our segments. So then I went on to say this will be me blindly feeling where we are in the rap bed. <laughs> I have no clock here. Oh so that was really bad. Really, really bad. My bad. Uh, uh, Katie. Katie sent an email in. Okay. And you said want me she... to play this here. Hold on. Mel-tah. Mel-tah. There we go. Mel-tah. here. Now, Don, somebody else tweeted something to this effect earlier, but this is separate. And so I just need to send a caution out there to all of our my talkers. Okay. She says, autocorrect fail. Let's call her A-L-E-X-A so that I don't wake up any machines that don't want to be real. Oh, yes. A-L-E-X-A fail. Every morning when I ask Alexa to play my talk, she responds playing, let's say, my clock. Yeah. Explicit. So she says, playing my clock, explicit, and then proceeds to play an explicit song about, let's say, clocks. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe this was a happy accident that we have now unearthed a potential problem that people might be uh, running into, especially if, did you know that you can listen on Alexa? You can. Um, Maybe this is something that we should all be aware of. Just be very cautious in how... Enunciating is really key oh. and with a few words specifically and in, in clock is is one. Now, if you also, want to hear, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm reminded too, you need to be careful in how you, you know, the, the when you're caulking, when you're like oh, caulking, yeah. um, you have to be, people get lazy with that word too. And caulk. then it starts to, you, there's an L in there and caulk. people lose the, yeah, caulk. Do you have any caulk? Because I need to... Caulk. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you say crude here or no? Okay, on to the other store. So you need to be careful with that. 
Uh, we've, uh, yeah, run into a few, a few problems today. <laughs> Don, we have a show recommendation for you that's come in from the uh, from the mailbag. Oh, really? That I think they say uh, this is from Sue. Sue was listening to the segment where we were talking about the new vampire movie that's Hi, going to Sue. star Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that movie going to be again? That is something about blood and oh, blood boy, and vampires. Yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> anyway, she says there's a show that I always watch that is so funny, and I'm sure that you'd love it. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. Have you heard of this? I know this. Yes. It has some of my favorite British actors on it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Is it like vampire-y? It is vampire-y, but they're very dorky vampires. It's full on camp. It's just, you know, they're they're not with it, and they have all their own little interpersonal. It's almost like Seinfeld with vampires. It's brilliant. It's very cool. Wow. Yeah. It's just that British comedy that's like, oh, you just can't get better than this somebody Love else had uh, somebody else had recently recommended that show but then it wasn't in saying that it was really funny but then it wasn't ringing any kind of bells for me so you have to be into british comedy to like it um i would i would say so yeah like did you like hot fuzz do you like uh, uh simon Pegg? one of my and... favorite hot fuzz is one of my favorite movies yes Love oh. simon Pegg. there's a yeah. there's a series called spaced where he and nick frost his partner in crime uh the guy from hot fuzz they started out it's a series highly recommend that that's uh simon Pegg and nick frost yes who is very funny yes 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 um let's go back to before we wrap this up our facebook question today we had a lot of responses in terms of what's the best parenting advice you've ever received somebody says be a parent not a friend at least until they're living on their own paying their own bills and employed how did you navigate that as you have an older daughter? Mm-hmm. Did you feel like, was there a, a, a shift where you felt like I'm feeling more like her friend now than her parent? Absolutely. It was after she she moved out of my house when she graduated high school to go to college. Mm-hmm. And she got her own apartment. And I'm like, well, it was very sad, but I didn't stop her from doing it. Mm. But then, um, you know, she had a roommate. It didn't work out very well. But then she kept that apartment, but moved back in with me because she liked to hang out with me. So oh. for years, she lived with me and would just go get her clothes every day. Like, you know, she'd go over to that place that it's like a storage unit, but her right. apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but she just liked to stay at my house, oh. but still keep her apartment. And so we became really good friends. But there was a time, you know, where as a, you're raising a kid on your own who's a teen, we went to counseling together. Yeah, so I'm like, right. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, it, that really helped a lot. I highly recommend doing that. If you're, you know, I think it's important to, if you're having some troubles, you should talk to a counselor. It's Mental Health Month, right? No kidding. And and that's that's good. You don't hear about that a lot with, with parenting struggles, too, of like, hey, I'm struggling with this. We, we often think of it for just individual therapy or counseling or uh, marriage counseling. But that parent-to-child relationship is High, obviously a very critical relationship, but also at times can be explosive. And at many times as parents, we feel largely like we're flying blind here. So to especially, man, how great that you were able to get her in the room with you. Right. Because whenever you get that, same with marriage counseling, if the two of you can sit in a room together and have an unbiased, un 
emotionally tethered like third party who's just viewing the situation man you start to hear each other's hearts that much is so more than true. whatever the fight is and everybody's guard comes down feels you come better. out of it stronger yep i'm really excited to tell everybody that tomorrow um don mclean and i will be back here on the don and steve show and we will have a special guest with us yeah all three hours rocco Right. joins us on the Friday Fun Day edition. Don, you crushed it. I'll see you back here tomorrow at 9. See ya. Bye. Bye, everybody. Kalina Bradley coming up next.